Welcome to the Bible Breakdown. It's a black man and woman in America who no longer identify as believers. This show contains adult languages, themes, and isn't meant for children. As black people, we respect the history of the black church in America, but its current state is massively abusive, and we think the Bible might be part of the problem. Listen and let us know what you think. Peace. Hey, welcome back to The Word, the Bible Breakdown. I'm Kat. And I am T. T, it's good to see you, sir. Good to see you as well. It's- yeah, it's good to get into the Word. Oh, definitely on the last day of the year. Did you know, fun so. fact before we jump into this, in California, people, um, people in the Midwest might experience this, I'm sure, other places. We have ice mountain water, but mm-hmm. I've not seen a bottle of ice mountain water since I came into California. They have Arrowhead, which is basically, oh, that's- it's basically ice mountain, but the packaging honestly looks a little bit more cheap, and uh, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, well, the the, la- like a- the labeling looks a little bit more cheap, I should say. Um, but yeah, okay. fun fact, fun fact. They don't have ice mountain here. At least where I've Native seen Native American-y. It. Maybe that's it. Maybe they were able to Yeah, because that's what out. that makes me think of. All right. Well, today we are going... Oh, do we want to do a recap from last week? We were getting some laws handed down. I think it was illegal to work on the Sabbath, like you could get killed for doing uh, that. I mean, that was a good wrap up for me, but um, sure. And how to decorate last, the altar. Last time on um, Bible Breakdown, we uh, so we did uh, 29 through 31. Um, so if I could ever get on Exodus and not Genesis, that would be great. Um, yeah, so we <laughs> had the ordination of the priests. We talked a little bit about that. We talked. It about involved the- blood. Yes, the altar of incense. Um, Bless blood. <laughs> and then Bezalel and Oliab. Oholiab. Oholiab. Yeah, we talked about that. And the ta- the two table, two tablets of the covenant as well. And also Sabbath law. Yeah, because you, you, you need to die if you disobey that one. So now we're back to um, one of my favorite stories, because this was one of the things I was in the Ten Commandments. So people are pretty familiar with it. I remember in school when we learned about it, they had us make like Kool-Aid because he said this was like the first instance of Kool-Aid mm-hmm. um, in history or whatever. It was just kind of like a funny ha 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 thing or whatever. But uh, yes, <clears throat> uh uh, and we're reading the new revised standard version of the Bible because there's a lot of different versions because apparently God just couldn't get it right the first time. I also like this story as well, because this is the story that a lot of people use when you try to have conversations with them questioning religion. And they'll be like, you know, you're putting your faith into the wrong things. And this is an example they use of, you know, the golden calf. All right. Exodus 32, the golden calf. When the people saw that Moses delayed to come down from the mountain, the people gathered around Aaron and said to him, Come, make gods for us. Who shall go before us as this for this Moses, the man who brought us up out of the land of Egypt? We do not know what has become of him. Aaron said to them, Take off the gold rings that are on the ears of your wives, your sons, and your daughters, and bring them to me. So all the people took off the gold rings from their ears and brought them to Aaron. He took the gold from them, formed it into a mold, and cast an image of a calf. And they said, These are your gods, O Israel, who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. 
When Aaron saw this, he built an altar before it. And Aaron made proclamation and said, tomorrow shall be a festival to the Lord. They rose early the next day and offered burnt offerings and brought sacrifices of well-being. And the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to revel. The Lord said to Moses, go down at once. Your people, <clears throat> not my people, your people, whom you brought up out of the land of Egypt have acted perversely. They have been quick to turn aside from the way that I have commanded them. They have cast for themselves an image of a calf and have worshipped it and sacrificed to it and said, These are your gods, O Israel, who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. The Lord said to Moses, I have seen this people, how stiff-necked they are. Now let me alone so that my wrath may burn hot against them and I may consume them. And of you, I will make a great nation. But Moses implored the Lord his God and said, Oh Lord, why does your wrath burn hot against your people whom you've brought out of the land of Egypt with great power and with a mighty hand? Why should the Egyptians say it was the it was with evil intent that he brought them out to kill them in the mountains and to consume them from the and to consume them from the face of the earth. Turn from your fierce wrath, change your mind, and do not bring disaster on your people. Remember Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, your servants, how you swore to them by your own self, saying to them, I will multiply your descendants like the stars of the heaven and all this land that I have promised I will give to your descendants and they shall inherit in it forever. And the Lord changed his mind about the disaster that he planned to bring on his people. Then Moses turned and went down from the mountain carrying two tablets of the covenant in his hands, tablets that were written on both sides, written on the front and on the back. I think that's what both sides mean. The tablets were the work of God and the writing was the writing of God engraved upon the tablets. When Joshua heard the noise of the people as they shouted, he said to Moses, there is a noise of war in the camp. But he said, it is not the sound made by victors or the sound made by losers. It is the sound of the revelers that I heard. As soon as he came near the camp, he saw the calf and the dancing. Moses' anger burned hot, and he threw the tablets from his hands and broke them at the foot of the mountain. He took the calf at heat that they made, burned it with fire, ground it to powder, scattered it on the water, and made the Israelites drink it. Moses said to Aaron, What did these what did this people do to you that you have brought so great a sin upon them? And Aaron said, Oh, do not let the anger of my Lord burn hot. You know the people that they are bent on evil. They said to me, Make us gods who shall go before us. As for this Moses, the man who has brought us out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. So I said to them, Whoever has gold, take it off. So they gave it to me, and I threw it into the fire, and out came this calf. When Moses saw that the people were running wild, for Aaron had let them run wild to the derision of their enemies. Then Moses stood in the gate of the camp and said, Who is on the Lord's side? Come to me. And all the sons of Levi gathered around him. He said to them, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, put your sword on your side, each of you. Go back and forth from the gate, from gate to gate throughout the camp, and each of you kill your brother, your friend, and your neighbor. The sons of Levi did as Moses commanded, and about 3,000 of the people fell, that, fell on that day. 
Moses said, Today you have ordained yourselves for the service of the Lord, each one at the cost of a son or a brother, and so have brought a blessing on yourselves this day. On the next day, Moses said to the people, You have sinned a great sin, but now I will go up to the Lord. Perhaps I can make atonement for your sin. So Moses returned to the Lord and said, Alas, this people has sinned a great sin. They have made for themselves gods of gold. But now, if you will only forgive them their sin, but if not, blot me out of the book that you have written. But the Lord said to Moses, Whoever has sinned against me, I will blot out of my book. But now go, lead the people to the place about which I have spoken to you. See, my angel shall go in front of you. Nevertheless, when the day comes for punishment, I will punish them for their sin. Then the Lord sent a plague on the people because they made the calf, the one that Aaron had made. Uh, excuse me, the one that Aaron made. Thanks be to God. Thanks that was a, God. That was action packed. That was a lot. Um, I don't understand how. Uh, it seems like you would have to, um, you know, intentionally make the calf, but Aaron kind of made it. So I don't know. It just how it kind of happened. But I feel like I've, you I've taken a structure. I, I don't know if you've ever made like a sculpture before. Um, I have, I've taken a sculpture class. It's very difficult, especially casting. Like that's a lot of work. I was about to say, Moses must have been gone a really long time, especially working with gold is tricky because <laughs> it's so soft. Yeah. So yeah, Aaron, and I feel like, why didn't Aaron get killed? Because he's Moses' brother. Come on now. But didn't Moses just say to the dudes that he was making the priest, like it was like a gang initiation. He's like, hey, if you want to be down with me, you got to go kill somebody. Not just anybody. You have to kill one of your sons or brothers. Yeah. So like he made the people who were following him kill a brother. Why didn't he have to kill a brother? Especially the brother he who... made up the rule. And also, too, he's really good at getting God to change his mind. God's a bit of a flip-flopper. Hey, man. He created the universe, all right? He's allowed I mean, to take some days. But off. remember when he wanted to kill? Like, he goes back and forth on this killing everybody thing. It's like, okay, I'm going to kill everybody except for you guys. He kills them when it's convenient for him. He does like killing. <laughs> This one actually, it was crazy because I forgot about this part where he, where Moses like basically puts out a hit on uh, the lead, like tells the Levites they have to kill their sons and brothers, and now they're blessed for those murders. Why does it always have to be murder? Like, why can't it just That's be like an intervention? You know, like, hey guys, it's a very human solution. You know, I mean, for like a god who could create anything, like going directly to like. I always make the joke because, like, I'll be watching shows with my kids and, like, you know, people will try to murder their way out of situations. And I always tell them, I'm like, hey, just so you know, you can't murder your way out of a situation. Like, you're just creating another situation. I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah, you are. But, I mean, it, I don't know. It's the it's the human in this. For if I don't want to live in a world where we don't believe in God because what's to stop me from killing somebody? I, you know, it was funny. I interviewed somebody the other day who said just that. <laughs> Did you hear that? No, I didn't hear that. I haven't heard it yet. Oh, I thought you were <laughs> referencing that. Like, no, yeah. I just, I just, that's someone what people, said, that's like, what the people only always thing, say. He was, he was saying him. the only thing that was keeping him from like hitting me over the head and stealing all my stuff was like, it's like, that is so uncomfortable. It, right? I'm like, please keep believing then. If that's the only thing that's keeping oh that from gosh, happening, that is keepers. hilarious. Um, A little, yeah. 
Exodus 33, the command to leave Sinai. <clears throat> the Lord said to Moses, go, leave this place. You and the people whom you have brought up out of the land of Egypt and go to the land of which I swore to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, saying to your descendants, I will give it. I will send an angel before you and I will drive out the Canaanites, the Amorites, the Hittites, the Pezzarites, the Perizzites, the Hibites, and the Jebusites. Go up to a land flowing with milk and honey. Why is it always milk and honey? Uh, but I will not go up among you or I would consume you on the way for you are a stiff-necked people. When the people heard these harsh words, they mourned and no one put on ornaments. For the Lord had said to Moses, Say to the Israelites, You are a self-stick-necked people. If for a single moment I shall go up among you, I will consume you. So now take off your ornaments, and I will decide what to do with you. Therefore the Israelites stripped, down them, stripped themselves of their ornaments from the Mount Horeb onward, the tent outside the camp. Now Moses used to take the tent and pitch it outside the camp, far off from the camp. He called it the tent of meeting, and everyone who sought the Lord would go out to the tent of meeting, which was outside the camp. Whenever Moses went out to the tent, all the people would rise and stand, each of them at the entrance of their tents, and watch Moses until he had gone into the tent. When Moses entered the tent, the pillar of cloud would descend and stand at the entrance of the tent, and the Lord would speak with Moses. When all the people saw the pillar of cloud standing at the entrance of the tent, all the people would rise and bow down, all of them at the entrance of their tent. Thus the Lord used to speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. Then he would return to the camp, but his young assistant, Joshua, son of Nun, would not leave the tent. Moses' Intercession Moses said to the Lord, See, you have said to me, Bring up the people, but you have not let me know whom you, whom you will send with me. Yet you have said, I know you by name, and you have also found favor in my sight. Now, if I have found favor in your sight, show me your ways so that I may know you and find favor in your sight. Consider, too, that this nation is your people's. He said, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. And he said to him, if your presence will not go, do not carry us up from here. For now shall it be known that I have found favor in your sight, I and your people, unless you go with us in this way. We shall be distinct and I, your people, from, a, from every people on the face of the earth. The Lord said to Moses, I will do the very thing that you have asked, for you have found favor in my sight, and I know you by name. Moses said, Show me your glory, I pray. And he said, I will make all my goodness pass before you, and, we, and will proclaim before you, before you the name. And will proclaim before you the name the lord and i will be gracious to whom i will be gracious and will show mercy on whom i will show mercy but he said you cannot see my face for no one shall see me live and the lord continues see see there is a place by me where you shall stand on the rock and while my glory passes by i will put you in a cleft I will put you in a cleft of the rock and I will cover you and I will cover you with my hand until I have passed by. Then I will take away my hand and you shall see my back, but my face shall not be seen. Hmm. Neat. He's setting Moses up for failure. I know where this is going. 
I know, right? Okay, I'm sorry. I wanted to go back to um, uh, chapter 32 real quick because the thing I thought about was like, because you think geographically in the time place that this is happening, like this is like Africa, Middle East. And yes. you know how like in India, for instance, like there are people there who still kind of worship cows, like they're seen as sacred. Yes. And like, it's like, okay, maybe this is like a very ancient thing, that concept, because cows are very useful. So like in, and in parts of Africa too, like that's the thing too, they revere cows. Like it's just, it's really seen as like a sign of wealth. And also like, I know for certain like Indian spiritual practices, it's be, like they don't even eat beef or, you know, they revere cows because they, you know, give milk and it's like seen as this thing. So it's like kind of funny to see like, there's still that link there. Like there's still this sort of human impulse to worship cows. And yeah. you said the milk and honey thing. I have a friend from Africa and she was just talking about how like that's just an ancient idiom for just wealth. I mean, I yeah, figured something like Yeah, cuz I mean, we we don't we're like milk and honey, whatever. I can buy that with food stamps. That's not like wealth to <laughs> us. But you think about an ancient people cuz I think about that too about what a big deal vinegar and oil were back then because like there's no Walgreens. I can't go anywhere and buy like soap. Yeah. Like you would use those things as like soap. Yeah, um, I don't know the term, but progression has ruined us. Um, I don't think so. This it, things weren't better then. Uh, it it's made us lazy. I don't. I, I think it's made a lot of I things made like, us lazy. Like I it's feel made like us soft if, for sure. Well, I don't like using that term. Why? I mean, I, I use the term. I just don't. You know, it's associated with being a punk. Other people would say being a pussy, and that's <clears> sexist. I mean, I, I just said, I didn't say a pussy, though. I just said soft. Like, we don't know what it takes really to survive because everything's being done for us. Well, yeah, and I think that's what that's what I'm getting at, though. I think we should uh, at least, you know, now that I have more time and not in school, I kind of want to explore what it's like to not, uh, you know, to have to survive and go out and hunt some shit. Okay. Hunt for sport. Or not for sport. I'm sorry. Not for sport. For but for survival. survival. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm sorry, but to um, talk about what you just read, um, like you said, this God person, he's so elusive. <laughs> just the fact, too, that he doesn't, it's like, well, you can't see my face because you'll, like, die. Once again, I feel like this is just Moses making stuff up. Like, this is very convenient. It's like, hey, Moses, could we uh, maybe I see this like guy? I he's been supposed to show his face, though, when they were on the fucking mountain. And then but that then he, But then he remembered that you can't see me or else you'll die because god seems to be like a little how the hell did adam and eve see him they just felt his presence he was like a wind in the garden it always it's always very convenient there's always a very can you know it's just like oh yada 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 and it's like all right he does stuff when it's when it works best for him and like i said and what you were saying before too like that you know we're we're kind of uh softened softened by modern you know conveniences now but the fact that you and i are both well hydrated and well fed so our brains work and we can like critically think about this because these people would have been like pooping in holes no showers no access to meat like if you were like hey i found a place where they got like a lot of milk and honey it's like who do i have to kill and you'll just (laughs) (laughs) like it's like, oh, I have to kill some periozites and some hivites and some jebusites. I'm there. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, thank, thank, thank the Lord for <laughs> social, you know, social uh, progression and laws and shit like that. You know, 
exactly. I don't, um, I actually am very, and I actually don't thank the Lord for those things. I thank people who were um, <laughs> far, you know, like we're able to be like, hey, we're going to keep making humans. Let's make things less shitty in the future. One day we have to have, I mean, we talk about this, but I think we need to dedicate an entire podcast to how ingrained religion is into society because I really want to it's do that, yes. it, it, it's, it's, it's actually very scary. It um, is. It is. It really scary. is. It seriously is a big problem. And people are like, no, it's the ultimate good in the world. It's like, actually, it's pretty, yeah. Uh, and once again, if you want to be religious, I, I had this argument uh, online with the guy before because I was talking about how basically abrahamic religions cannot be used as like morality like it's extremely toxic and it's like you're you're immediately accused of being bigoted towards religious people but i'm like no if you want to practice privately in your home in your church i have no problems with that the problem is it doesn't stay there it goes to the state house it comes into the schools so when people are like oh they don't let the kids pray in school anymore it's like first off if you believe in god nothing could stop you from praying it's something that goes on in your brain I can't stop someone from actually praying. What we can do is stop teachers from leading prayer because it makes stuff weird because not everybody's your religion. Like, so just like if I went to school and like I said, like everyone's fine. Usually those people are like, oh, why can't they just say the Lord's prayer? It's like, well, what if the teacher's Muslim and he wants to do the whole, uh, uh, (laughs) you want your kid doing that? It's like, no. So like, just like for people who are Muslim, they don't want their kids saying the Lord's prayer. I think the fair is fair. No, I agree with that. Um, yeah, okay, this I'm going to get started because this is a long one. Yep, go ahead. Um, we're on Exodus 34. Moses makes new tablets because once again, he conveniently broke the ones God made. So now he has to make some. Isn't that weird? <clears throat> the Lord said to Moses, cut two tablets from stone like the former ones and I will write on the tablets the words that were on the former tablets which you broke get ready in the morning and come up in the morning on Mount Sinai and present yourself there to me on the top of the mountain no one shall come up with you do not let anyone be seen throughout the mountain and do not let the flocks or the herds graze in front of that mountain so the Lord cut two tablets of stone like the former ones and he rose early in the morning and went up to Mount Sinai as the Lord had commanded him and took his hand took in his hand the two tablets of stone the lord descended in the clouds and stood with him there and proclaimed the name the lord the lord passed before him and proclaimed the lord the lord a god merciful and gracious slow to anger and abounding with in steadfast love and faithfulness keeping steadfast love for the thousandth generation forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, yet by no means clearing the guilty, but visiting the iniquity of the parents upon the children and the children's children to the third and fourth generation. And Moses quickly bowed his head towards the earth and worshiped. He said, now, if now I have found favor in your sight, O Lord, I pray, let the Lord go with us. Although this is a stiff-necked people, pardon our iniquity and our sin and take us for your inheritance. The covenant renewed. He said, I hereby make a covenant before all your people. I will perform marvels such as I have never performed in all the earth or in any nation. And all the people among you whom you live shall see the work of the Lord. For it is an awesome thing that I will do for you. 
Observe what I command you today. See, I will drive out before you the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Hittites, and the Jebusites. Take care not to make a covenant with the inhabitants of the land in which you are going, or it will become a snare among you. You shall tear down their altars, break their pillars, and cut down their sacred poles. For you shall worship no other God, because the Lord, whose name is Jealous, is a jealous God. You shall not make a covenant with the inhabitants of the land, for when they prostitute themselves to their gods and sacrifice to their gods, someone among them will invite you, and you will eat of the sacrifice, and you will take wives from among their daughters for your sons, and their daughters who prostitute themselves to their gods will make your sons also prostitute themselves to their gods. You shall not make cast idols. You shall keep the festival of unleavened bread. Seven days you shall eat unleavened bread as I commanded you at the time pointed in the month of Abib. For in the month of Abib, you you came out of Egypt. All that opens the womb, all that first opens the womb is mine. All your male livestock, the firstborn cow and sheep, the firstborn of a donkey, you shall redeem with a lamb. Or if you will not redeem it, you shall break its neck. All the firstborn of your sons you shall redeem. No one shall appear before me empty-handed. Six days you shall work, but on the seventh day you shall rest. Even in plowing time and in harvest time you shall rest. You shall observe the festival of weeks, the first fruits of wheat harvest, and the festival and gathering at the turn of the year. Three times in the year your all your males shall appear before the Lord, the God of Israel. For I will cast out nations before you and enlarge your borders. No one shall covet your land when the, you go up to appear before the Lord your God three times in the year you shall not offer the blood of my sacrifice with leaven and the sacrifice of the festival of the passover shall not be left until the morning the best of the first fruits of your ground shall bring to the house of the lord your god you shall not boil a kid in its mother's milk the lord said to moses write these words in accordance with these words i have made the covenant with you and with israel he was there with the lord 40 days and 40 nights he neither ate bread nor drank water he wrote on the tablets the words of the covenant the ten commandments the shining face of moses moses came down from mount sinai sinai as he came down from the mountain with the two tablets of the covenant in his hands moses did not know that the skin of his face shone because he had been talking with god when aaron and all the israelites saw moses the skin of his face was shining and they were afraid to come near him but moses called to them and aaron and all the leaders of the congregation turned to him and moses spoke with them Afterward, all the Israelites came near and he gave them in commandment all that the Lord had spoken with him on Mount Sinai. When Moses had finished speaking with him, he put on he put a veil on his face. But whenever Moses went in before the Lord to speak to him, when but whenever Moses went in before the Lord to speak with him, he would take the veil off until he came out. And when he came out, he told the Israelites what had been commanded. Israelites would see the face of Moses that the skin of his face was shining and Moses would put the veil on his face again until he went to speak with him thanks be to God it was um I feel like these were kind of repeats of things we've heard before I was thinking that but this Um, is just him writing them down I think 
You know, I just feel like the Bible could have really used an edit. They could really. This seems all. This seems like a very much a first draft. You know, this is an edit though. Like this is the new revised standard version, so this is an edit. Right, but they're all they're doing is doing translation. Like, I mean, yes, it is an edit in that sense, but I'm saying they're translating directly what was in like a King James. And Martin Luther edited some stuff out. He took some books out. Yeah, we have to read those one day too. Um, uh yeah, I guess so. Yeah, we're 25 minutes, by the way. We're 25 um, minutes, so we have time for one more. Or do you want to hear a funny uh, family story uh, while they, my family was, my religious family was visiting me over the holiday? Um, sure. I mean, do you have anything to say um, this before we switch gears? Mm, no, it was just mostly. Oh, that was fun about the prostitute stuff. I didn't know if he was talking about actual prostitution or prostrating yourself before the other gods. Because, like, there were certain gods, like, um, in, like, Roman Egypt, where prostitution was, like, how they made money. Like, there were temple prostitutes. So, I don't know if they're referring to that or if they're just talking about bowing down to foreign gods. I'm not sure. Um, I mean, I don't know. Prostitution is okay. It serves its purpose. As long as it's done ethically. Well when they prostitute themselves to their gods and sacrifice to their gods. To me, the context makes it seem like, like they're bowing down, like prostrating themselves. Oh, uh, okay. I mean, that makes if sense. If I had to guess, um, God still really, really hates yeast. He's really all about that. Uh, the feast of the unleavened bread. Unleavened that bread. seems super important because it's interesting too, to see how it, this is still practiced now, because keep in mind for Jewish people, there's no new Testament. They're just doing the old Testament stuff so you know the fact that a lot of the stuff still goes down um and then moses apparently had a really good skincare routine because he was shining good for him good for him yeah he's gotta yeah. live it up for these last few chapters um next time on and then we'll go to your story um so okay. next time on bible breakdown we have exodus uh, 35 through 37 it will be and that'll be talking about sabbath regulations preparations for making the tabernacle i feel like we've talked about this before offerings for the tabernacle um, we'll also have construction of the tabernacle yeah we've definitely talked about all this they've went through all this i don't know why we're repeating yeah that. making the ark of the covenant um making the table for I, I i've had this i mean i think this does happen because these are like ancient texts some of them are duplicates like you said the bible needed a better a better editor because i think there was an editor it just wasn't a good one well tune in um so we can just revisit it because wrap that I shit up Shirley, yep. i probably should have to revisit it because a lot of times when we're talking about this stuff i mean i read it i hear it but it's not very interesting and sometimes i tune out so <laughs> Um, yeah, you would think God would know how to be more entertaining. Yeah, he's, I mean, he made us. We know we're really responsive to it. Yeah, yeah well, you know. But anyway. But anyway. Story. Okay, well, it's not a good family story. Well, so we were fun. talking about, my family's from Tennessee. We're from the South. And so um, we were talking about this documentary. I know I've mentioned it before, The Way Down, with that, that woman with the insane hair. Um, she was running a weight loss cult. Like, it was a Christian based weight loss cult so it was technically a church okay but it was insane it went the way of all cults it was funny because even though it was a female-led cult she wouldn't let any other women be in charge like only other men could be in charge except for her interesting 
Yes, which is always fun. And um, it's, of course, really sad because that's how um, most cults go. But at the towards the end of it, she, she's dead now. But like towards the end of it, she was um, a lot of people were leaving because she rejected the dogma of the Trinity because uh, she was a biblical literalist. And there is nothing in the Bible about the See, Trinity. That's me. That's me. That's me. What? I'm a, I'm a biblical literalist. Are you now? I mean, yeah, that that's been my whole we'll come back to that. Put, I don't think you ahead. are a biblical. No, I am. I, I am. Like I th not probably to her extent, but I'm saying like I don't like when people say, Well, the interpretation No, what does it say? Well, I mean This isn't yeah, a movie. Well, this but isn't a biblical TV show. literalists think we should be living by the Bible. So that's why I was saying you're probably not a biblical literalist. Oh, okay, literalist. okay. Well, never mind. Yeah. So she was I took that term literally. <laughs> So she was literally, she literally believes in the Bible. And so she's like, well, hey, there's nothing in here about the Trinity. And so she was rejecting the doctrine of the Trinity. And then everything falls apart because it's like, well, which one's God, Jesus or Jesus' dad? And that's why the Vatican had to come up with the dogma of the Trinity to make the math check out because they claim to be a monotheist theistic religion but there's three dudes there's the father son and the holy ghost so they're like the mystery of the trinity oh. is how there's just one mm -hmm. but there's nothing in the bible to back that up this is just something the vatican pulled out of their ass yeah so but we just keep doing it because well, when i say we i just mean like modern christianity keeps doing it because it's convenient like mm -hmm. it doesn't benefit anybody to um because or, or else the jews are right they're like hey there's only one god and jesus isn't it so, you know, it became like this whole thing. So I heard those them Jews win, they killed Christ. And I'm just listening to them talk about it. I'm not injecting my opinion because I want to have a nice visit. I know that if I point out the fact that, hey, maybe you're both, you know, maybe she had a point. Like, that's the thing. Like, I don't agree with this woman. But if we're literally just reading the Bible and just going off the Bible and not um just some extra stuff that the vatican were like oh it was um divinely revealed to the pope the holy father says that you know See, these are really interesting family talks my family talks about past glories and the, the old days but this is like i mean we talk about that too but because my family is very religious i don't like, think anybody in my family knows what that is what that about that lady or about that whole well they're country. from tennessee that woman was from tennessee like the, all that stuff uh, happened like near them so like they were really up on it i only knew about it because of the hbo documentary the way down and because and it was i'm gonna watch this it's actually um very very interesting and it, i always i'm fascinated with cults they all kind of because they're based on human psychology they follow the same sort of patterns so that's why you see sex abuse scandals you see uh massive greed um and often you see it start out with the best of intentions like a lot of times these cult leaders really do want to help people like at first she wanted to help people lose weight in a biblical way which is not terrible that's not a terrible goal i mean but she made it crazy because then she made it if you're fat then you're now in disobedience with god and that's when you know leads to eating disorders it leads to massive child abuse you know Once i don't all the way disagree with that actually <laughs> oh boy if you're like well i mean the oh other boy. stuff the the other stuff i disagree with the the let's roll it back a notch the, okay to 
because to be fit it takes discipline like i sure i should know because i've been eating like shit lately like it's, it's time to get back to the gym baby yeah. um, I had an injury and then i kind of just made that an excuse but even with that it's just like yeah it takes discipline and i and i understand like some people have certain you know issues or health stuff and going on so maybe it's not as easy for them but a lot of us just like make excuses on why the fuck we're not eating right and it takes discipline and i think your body as they say is your temple and you should take care of it that's all that's my message well um this woman i should find her name i keep talking about her because i usually it's only bring Gwen shamblin laura yes Gwen shamblin she was a hot mess in her hair interesting oh i can't I didn't, I didn't look you didn't look up images oh my goodness her hair oh wow was, oh yeah wow. that's an old southern woman thing the higher the hair the closer to god for and real is that a thing oh yeah that's like in the old like that like in the 60s like the beehive styles and they'd be like the higher the hair the oh closer god. to god that's not yeah. attractive it wasn't but like she was so powerful in the thing nobody would say anything to her i always i pull that up because my other podcast that i do with my co-host she's always kind of like second guess another herself. podcast i have been cheating on you with another podcast wow yes and so she was just like she's always second guessing herself and i'm like you should be super confident there's no reason for you to not to be confident you should have cult leader confidence these people don't have anything going for them other than confidence and people follow them because Wait, what does she what does she not have confidence in like anything she second guesses herself about so much stuff like especially when it comes to the podcast it's like well i don't know if we should do this or this and i'm like girl like oh, you should that podcast that podcast look up, that podcast podcast it is i think so i listen to it it's nice thank you and so she's i always bring up gwen shamblin that picture is like if this woman could be confident she shouldn't have been but if she could be confident there's no reason we can't be confident i think confidence i mean we would go down a whole rabbit hole of psychology like it Mm -hmm. really has a lot to do with a lot of other things it does but i'm just saying you can train yourself that's the whole thing like i've I've changed a lot of things about myself too, just by positive reinforcement and stuff like that. But I really appreciate your time. Well, how are we doing on time? Uh, we're probably close to that 40. So we can wrap it up here. Thank you. And um, happy you. new year, everyone. Happy new year. May, yeah. 2021 was pretty good for me personally, but I'm um, looking for 2022 to grow more and to obviously be more fit. And um, is that yeah. your resolution? I don't want to do the resolution thing, but I just like, I do want to go. It's your resolution. You heard I, I it here, folks. I want to go in with a slate. Like, I want to be better. Like, okay, a lot of things. I and, think that's uh, always the goal, right? Yeah. Like every year, every day, it doesn't have to even be the you know Jan, because that's pretty arbitrary. Like even the calendar where you're using was established by the Catholic Church. It doesn't there's nothing magical about tomorrow or to you know at midnight? Nothing magical. Well, best happens. time is now. I just you know I wanted to use these last few weeks of the year after graduating school to kind of just you know not do shit and um <laughs> now we're going to the new year i'll be coming back to indy for a while so you know i want to come back and i want to hit the ground running just like i did when i got out to cali um so yeah that's what's up okay so uh bible breakdown podcast at gmail.com if you mm-hmm. want to yell at us um i'm cat and i'm t it's Bye. been great having you this year see you in 2022 boy <laughs>